Welcome in to another edition of the Box Kickers Talking Sports Podcast. I'm Chris. That's Daniel. Yo, yo. And this week we have part two of our fantasy football special. Um, I had a few people reach out to us um, that used some of our, our picks from the last episode against us in our own draft. So I'm, I'm hoping uh, hoping we gave you some good feedback for your guys' drafts because we're right in the middle of draft season. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, we will break down today the tight ends, the defenses, and then the wide receivers and kind of go over our overall top rankings. Um, And then we'll talk a little bit about our own draft um, because we completed that here about eight hours ago and we're still getting used to our teams and (laughs) and what kind of trades are out there. So, um, But before we jump into all the world of fantasy football, let's, let's catch up. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm uh doing the podcast on one stream uh, screen, and then uh, I got the Astros on another. So uh, taking care of a little business against the A's right now. Uh, about time they actually <laughs> <laughs> beat somebody. Yeah, they're they're, catch, they're getting hot. I'll tell you that. Yeah, they're not as bad as Yankees right now, dropping seven straight. Oh, uh, I love it. Well, they won today, and uh, okay, yeah, they won two to one, but still, I mean. That seven game or eight game losing streak, uh, I was having fun with that. <laughs> I, I know uh, one of the guys in our league is a big Yankees guy. I want to say he's a big Yankees guy. He's a bandwagon Yankees guy. He's a bandwagon, yeah. And so um, all he will do is point to the twenty seven rings. <laughs> <laughs> well, it should be twenty six because they got like a pocket watch in like nineteen twenty three or something like that. That's, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So twenty six. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, um, I haven't really um, done much. I mean, I focused today fully on fantasy football with our draft. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Tomorrow, I got uh, my um, my stepdaughter and her spouse coming over here. We're doing a little barbecue for my birthday. Uh, my birthday's coming up next week, so we're going to celebrate it tomorrow. Nice. So, what, yeah. what day is it next week? Tuesday. Oh, really? That's why I go back to work on Wednesday. <laughs> Oh, yeah, there you go. And then uh, I'm coming off. I mean, I'll be off for a week uh, coming up here soon. Yep. The, the start of the NFL week one. So I'm excited about that. Yep. It, it'll be uh, good to get football back in our lives. Oh, please. <laughs> Hurry up. So um, one one thing I did want to touch on when we do our little catch up here is I want to get your opinion on um, a little WWE with their Thunderdome. What, what do you what do you think about what they're doing with this Thunderdome thing? Um, I like it. Um, I think they could have went away with the LED screens. I know they're trying to be like the NBA, yeah. but I feel like the NBA is protecting it a little more, just because I've seen on Twitter and wrestling websites to where. These fans that enter and get into the Thunderdome are kind of ruining it for other fans because I've, you know, they had videos of somebody with like the KKK. I heard that they had like an ISIS video playing in the background of a beheading. Um, somebody had posted a picture of Crispin Wall, his last photo before that, the, you know, the tragic ac- you know, accident or whatever. Um, 
I want to say that was an accident. I was, uh, yeah, I, I kind of, I don't want to show my words there. I wasn't saying that's an accident, but it, you know, yeah. it's tragic, of course. But yeah, a tragedy. I, a tragedy. I feel like WWE's not doing a really good job on that. We had yeah. there's guys sleeping on there, guys shaving, you know, and it's hard to protect that. I don't see how they can protect that. Do they have somebody watching all the monitors at once, or do they have a variety of people watching it? I don't yeah, know. I, I think that they they bit a little uh, too much off. Um, when they were doing this because the NBA is able to get by with it because you, you literally have like maybe 30 to 40 fans up there. WWE is trying to sit there and have thousands of people up there to make it look like they're in a crowd. Uh, Two things I have a a problem with it is I hate the name Thunderdome. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. Just, just don't, don't come up with a nickname and say, Hey, we're going to virtual fans and then throw them up there. Um, the other thing is a lot of them, you can't even tell what's going on cause they're so small. Mm-hmm. And so I, their execution is terrible. The idea, I like it cause I mean, it gives a little bit of, um, reality with them actually having a lot of fans out there, but it also takes a little bit off of what they're doing by being able to edit matches before they hit the air by yeah. re- recording them early. Now you have people watching it live. So the pyro is cool, and the, the laser lights and all that's cool. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, some some fans are ruining it for other people, and I thought they would eventually get it off of there. But knowing Mr. McMahon and Triple H, I don't think that's going to happen. No. Um, they're yeah. at the they're at the M Way Arena, so they have the room to you know do whatever they want. Yeah, and what do they expect with wrestling fans online? Oh yeah, of course <laughs> they're, they're they're rowdy, they're <laughs> stupid. Of course, they're going to do dumb things. I mean, they're they're, they're going to try to. There's all the smarks out there going to try to ruin whatever they're trying to do anyway. So yeah, and they pumped up audio crowd. I think. Did, did you yeah. hear that? The audio yeah. crowd. Yeah. I mean, it's it's okay. I mean, eh. it's, it it yeah. doesn't boost up the product of any sorts. No. But no, I don't think it does anything for it. Um, it has a little background, makes it makes it look more interactive, I guess. Well, get this. So I was watching a a w. Uh, I think it's Thursday night, do the NBA playoffs, but they had a crowd there, social distancing. Yeah. So they had a couple, I don't know how many people they had, but there was people in the crowd. I kind of want to think like WWE is going to take this approach. And if they do, when do you think it's going to happen? Well, I think it really depends. I'm not sure where AEW was recording at, um, but with Florida kind of still being a questionable area, I mean, they're kind of been a, I think they're. Uh, I know when they were at Full Sail University in their college area, and I know we're seeing the numbers are happening where all the kids going back to school and the COVID spreading there. Um, I, I think they could get by um, with a crowd, but with it being Vince, I don't think he wants to have all those empty seats out there. That's true. So I think he would keep doing the video board if he can. Um, yeah. They, they just need to do a better job policing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they could easily, if they, if you catch someone acting up, boot them out there and, and duplicate someone else's screen up there so that's twice. So you don't have to worry about having yeah. an I think spot up there. I think AEW's at the Daily Place. I think it's close to the Jaguar Stadium. Okay. So yeah, I, I know they with the, their owner being the son of uh, the Jaguar's Con. owner. That makes yeah. sense, yeah. So, but yeah, it's um, they're they're trying something new. I give them credit for it. I think it's a terrible name. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's not even a dome. Come on, it's not even a dome. Thunderdome. <laughs> and yeah. and you put too much trust in, in the fans to behave themselves. 
I mean, the NBA can get it by with it because they could easily boot someone out of there because you can have one person watching 20 screens. Yeah. I don't know what it looks like as a fan in the Thunderdome, whereas I know if, whenever you're in the NBA uh, crowd, you can see all the people around you. And so if someone is acting up, you can report somebody uh, for yeah. too. So. I think the only thing I saw in the NBA was like Little Wayne during the Lakers game was smoking. Yeah. That's, that was about it. Yeah, but that's a little lame. He's going to be able to get with whatever he wants to do. Of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I give him credit for it. Um, having AEW having a crowd back in there, I think will expedite what WWE wants to do uh, by getting a crowd back in there. But their problem is they want to broadcast from the Amway Center. They need yep. to go back to full sale to have a limited crowd, but that way it doesn't look like it's as empty as the Amway Center would look. Yeah, NXT's at the full sale still, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's their home. So, and then and the other thing I wanted to mention about WWE is what is up with having back to back pay per view weekends? Yeah, I didn't get that. I mean, I know back, I know now with the WWE network and it's $10 a month or whatever. I don't even know what it is now. But I the, um, but the pay per views back in my day, whenever I used to watch it religiously, you had to have your build up for the cr- for the card. You don't have a build up for it. You had to build an entire card in one week and say, "All right, here we go." Basically, it's a glorified Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, or, I, don't I guess know. a Super Show, but it was just like, okay, SummerSlam's over. Spoiler alert: Roman Reigns came out, and then next week is Payback. So they pretty much like just built it a little bit on SmackDown Friday. So. Yeah, all, and all it was was like a contract signing, and that's whenever they did the big reveal where yeah, the alert, segment. Yeah, he's a he's a Heyman guy. Yeah, and so it's like okay, that that would have been better to have like a two or three week build up, and then all of a sudden on the Friday before you have the pay per view, boom, Paul Heyman's out there with Roman Reigns. That's or even at the pay per view, it'd been better to have him uh, as a surprise out there. I don't get it. I mean, I I don't know why they had to have payback one week later. Um. I, I think know. a lot of wrestling fans in the wrestling community are pretty much <clears throat> the same ideas as us. And why do they have this? Why do they have that? It's just the writers at WWE have never been they're, – they're brain dead pretty much. Yeah. Like they haven't really come up with any good ideas for years now. So I'm sure lots of wrestling fans have way better ideas. But, of course, they're not going to listen to us even though they said they are. But – yeah, that's not gonna not, happen. With, not till with, Vince is gone. Not till Vince is gone. And may, I don't yeah. know about if when if if Triple H takes over, I don't know if if yeah. that's gonna change anything or because I know he's high on NXT guys. So well, I remember seeing. Um, I, I read that the whole show for Rob was rewritten, like uh, thirty minutes before the show was gonna kick off because Vince McMahon walked in there and said, "I want to change everything." Yeah, that sounds like Vince. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like Vince. So. So we'll see. I mean, I know they got the big pay-per-view on Sunday night. Um, yeah. I I couldn't tell you the card outside of Bray versus uh, Strowman versus uh, Reigns. Do you think they're going to put the title back on Reigns that fast? Um, no. I mean, I think they try to wait till Survivor Series. Yeah. I, but I, 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 I don't understand where like AJ Styles is. I mean, I, well, he did lose a title to uh, Jeff Hardy two yeah, weeks ago. Apparently, I think they're gonna have a triple threat match because Sami Zayn came back with his his Intercontinental title his Intercontinental that he never yeah. lost. But where where was he on SummerSlam? That's that's the biggest party of the summer. That's one of their big pay per views, and he wasn't even like shown. 
I know. I don't. I don't get it. No, it's. Yeah, it's it's been a bad year for him, and this pandemic hasn't helped him out. I mean, because at least at least sometimes they re, they respond if the fans are booing or they're not reacting the way they want them to. This year, I mean, that's why I think Drew McIntyre was is still champion is because. Oh, I didn't like that roll up pin for the win. Yeah, it's I I I I, I imagine he's going to lose it Sunday. Uh, is, actually, is he even facing? Is he even fighting on Sunday? Because um, or or because I guess Orton's facing uh, the NXT guy. Orton's facing the call up um, Keith Lee. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know they, who they they booed him twice in the three times in the head on Raw. I don't think he's actually fighting on the show. So we have Matt Riddle versus King Corbin. Mm-hmm. We have Apollo Ooh. Cruz versus Bobby Lashley for the United States Championship. Boring. We have Ray and Dominic Mysterio versus Seth Rollins and Murphy. I'm tired which, of that. Which, whole by thing. the way, Ray and Dominic, I heard, were in the doghouse backstage because. <laughs> did you read about that? Yeah, because uh, Ray got his son up in the, uh, to the big leagues way too soon. He thought that he was, yeah, he should be on the big leagues. And Vince was like, no, he should be at NXT. So uh, there's a little heat on that. Orton versus uh, Keith Lee, and then the championship, Bray Wyatt. Is a champion versus Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman in a no holds barred. Drew McIntyre is off the card. Yeah, so that must be what they did the, the punts to the head on on Raw to to buy some time for, uh, to the next pay per view. But I, I don't know. It's it's I, I assume in the main event it's going to be Bray Wyatt retaining, um, by probably by pinning Braun. Yeah. Um, that way to protect the, the, cause I know they want to do the little, uh, match with Reigns versus Bray at WrestleMania originally before Goldberg got involved with it. Ugh. Uh, yeah, I know. They but should the, put Reigns on Raw. Well, yeah, but I think, um, there are too many stars on SmackDown. Yeah. But remember Fox can cancel them at any time based on ratings. Well, so that's, I think, we'll yeah. have better writers. <laughs> exactly. Now, I, I did hear one interesting rumor. I'm not sure if it's going to be true or not, but there's talk that Reigns and Paul Heyman may be behind retribution. Yeah, that'll be cool. Where were they at SummerSlam? <laughs> that's I what know. I don't get. They're, they're terrorizing the, the company around SmackDown uh, shows weekly, and then they don't show up on, on SummerSlam. Yeah, the, the two the two rumors I saw would be with that with this new catchphrase of uh, "destroy everything and leave." And that's his yeah. new T-shirt, so that that might be tied to retribution. And I heard another interesting one, which I don't like, but they said the Miz. And the speculation behind the Miz is because whenever they came out at the beginning of SmackDown, I think last week, uh, and attacked Braun Strowman. Um, the Miz is one who called all the all out the back the locker room to go fight the retribution, yeah. but he wasn't out there fighting them and he didn't show up until after they were gone. So mm, interesting, but I don't think his personality can pull off a group like retribution. No, they grow every week. It started off with like five people and then now it's like 25. Yeah. That's <laughs> weird. And then the other thing I saw over the, over the past weekend for them was on NXT uh, bad news. Barrett is, is was uh, announcing. He's back. Yeah, I'm afraid I got some bad news. Yeah, dude. He, he was, was one awesome. of my favorites. He's awesome. Yeah, he's, I don't think he'll wrestle again, but he was one of my favorites. Yeah, he's really good. He he's good on the mic and he commentates good. Yeah, so I think that bad news Barrett gimmick was great with him. Yeah, especially when he has a little podium that raised up to the, <laughs> <laughs> the Titan truck. That was awesome. But yeah, another another gimmick that they ruined and they didn't let. I think that, and then uh, 
Damien Mizdow, I think, was a great gimmick. Damien Mizdow, yep. They capitalized <laughs> for a second, and then that was yeah. it. They, they released them. Yeah. Another bad idea by WWE, but whatever. Of course. We're used to at this point. So, yeah. All right. Let's go ahead. Let's transition into our fantasy football talk. Um, last week, we started off by talking about contingency plans for the pandemic. This week, we're going to talk a little bit about what we do in our league. Um, that might be ideas for other people out there. Um, we currently have the one keeper rule. I know there's a lot of keeper leagues out there. Actually, I have a draft coming up next next weekend. Another league where we keep 18 players, so it's like don't, uh, all you're doing is drafting rookies at that point and defensive Wait, players. you keep 18 players? Yeah, because you have individual defensive players, and then um, you, basically you like I, I'm putting up 220 points a week. So I mean, you know, you have a lot of a lot of players starting at that point. So um, I took over a team. I kept 18. I I it was a runner up, and then last year I won the league, and so. Basically, I keep all my offensive guys and I draft the defensive guys every year. So it's it's interesting. I mean, it's not. I don't I don't focus a whole lot of attention onto it. But like for Arley, we have one keeper. The rule is you cannot keep the same person two years in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, which is this is our second year of doing this. I know Daniel and I are not really a fan of of the keepers. Hate it. Um, we're hoping to maybe get rid of it again in the future. But um, one thing that we do with our league is once you select your keeper, you can trade them before the draft because we allow pre-draft tr- uh, draft pick trading. Yeah. And one example for that was I made two trades before our draft that we had th- today where I traded my first uh, first round pick, which was number seven overall uh, for Dalvin Cook. And I traded a second and a fifth, I believe it was, for... Kenyon Drake in a sixth. And so I went into the draft with my keeper, Patrick Mahomes, uh, and then the two guys I traded for Kenyon Drake and Dalvin Cook, and my first pick in it being in the third round. So that's one little wrinkle that I enjoy because we basically our league year starts July 1st, and then once July 1st hits, I put up the the draft picks up there, and people can start trading if they want to at that point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know some people aren't, aren't big on it. One thing we did do before was during the season, you could trade next year's draft picks. Uh, we did that for two seasons. Uh, year one, we had quite a bit of trading, especially for the teams that knew they're going to be out of it. Um, and then last year, we only actually completed one trade that involved future draft pick trading. So we got rid of it. That, that didn't really fly. Um, so that's one thing that didn't work. Um, we just tested the waters. Yeah, tested the waters on it. Um, it like The first year we did it, um, I remember it was Jennifer's team. She went out there and she knew she was out of the playoffs like pretty early on because she had a bad team, but she had some decent players and she ended up uh, trading them. And she had, I think, what two first round picks, two second round picks, oh yeah, three third round picks. When it's all said and done, now again, if you don't draft well, you're kind of screwed. And she kind of homered a couple picks and with <laughs> with her uh, Giants, which Giants. at that point were terrible. Yeah, and I, so I was gonna keep um, Michael Thomas. But a f- like earlier, a few months back, um, earlier, I got approached by somebody in the league, Chonchon, message- messaging me saying, hey, I'll give you my number three pick overall for DeAndre Hopkins. And at that point, I didn't submit my keeper. So I was like, okay, hell yeah. So, And I had number seven originally in round one, seventh overall. So I told y'all, hey, I'm keeping DeAndre Hopkins. 
and I'm training him to Chon Chon for the number three. So this year I had number three and number seven. That's perfectly fine with me. Um, and I got Michael Thomas again at number three. Yep. So it worked yep. out. And then I picked Julio with the number seven pick so or eight pick. Yeah. Yeah. The w- one thing that um, we do with this is like once you trade your keeper, that keeper is locked in. You can no longer swap him out if he blows an ACL, if he play, tears in his Achilles. Yeah. He's locked in. We I allow August 1st is when you lock in your keeper. Final it would be one week for the draft, and that's in case someone gets hurt in the meantime. Now, like for like us, I think I got Dalvin Cook in July, and so I was risking yeah. Dalvin Cook getting hurt, which I guess this year with not having any preseason games kind of helped us out in that front. Oh, for sure. But the but that's a risk you take. Like I, I think every year I've traded for keepers that was since we've done it. I mean, I think we've been I, one year I probably made five or six pre-draft trades. Cause I didn't like where I was drafting out. Cause I was like, I, cause I had won the league. And so I was picking 12th in the first and next round. I had I mean, every pick back to back and I like to have them spread out. Yeah. And so I worked on getting them all spread out. And so that, that's one of the things I like about doing that. Um, I, we currently use Yahoo. So I have to input all those manually. So the more trading, the more headache it is for me for updating their spreadsheet and then updating the, the website. But overall it, it leads to more activity well before the season starts. So, um, I mean, we're already yeah. talking, we're already talking about this stuff, uh, well before I can, after the Super Bowl is over. Oh yeah, for sure. That's when we do our little voting on what rule changes we want to have, what scoring changes we want to see. And so, um, and this year with COVID, it, it, we kind of like, wasn't as urgent because we weren't sure if there's going to be an NFL season, but, but yeah, we got everything posted up there July 1st and then, um, the trade started rolling in. Yeah, I mean, I'm just not a big fan of keepers and draft pick trading. I like everybody going into the draft with everybody out there, McCaffrey, Mahomes, just everybody. So, I mean, I always vote against it pretty much, but, you know, <laughs> we, we never do it. So, Yeah, and if it wasn't for the fact that I traded for two running backs – my keeper was going to be Alvin Kamara. I mean, that was like I think a clear cut keeper. But since I was able to get Dalvin Cook and Kenyon Drake, I was able to then use it on Mahomes. So I have to worry about going for a quarterback late. Yeah. I mean, and I'm hoping for the Mahomes of two years ago, where it's 50 points a, a week at times. So. Oh yeah. So yeah, um, but that's kind of one, a few things we do in our league. Uh, I know some other leagues have more in depth. Um, I've actually seen some leagues where they have the same 12 people and three sports and you can trade an NFL guy for a baseball guy or an NBA guy. And so, Oh yeah. Yeah. I, we haven't been able to find anyone that's that committed to <laughs> fantasy sports, uh, let alone having 12 of those people. So exactly. Um, maybe one day we'll get to that point. So, all right, we will now transition into our rankings. We are going to go tight ends first. Um, this is one of those where it's like, I think you have four solid tier one guys. Four mm-hmm. solid tier two, and then tier three is kind of like the middling of the pack. Um, so number one, I think this is a, an obvious choice, clear cut. Travis Kelsey. Yeah, for sure. Um, Especially with MVP Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, I would love. I'm gonna probably try to trade for him like I do every year. I've done it for three straight years. Oh, you're gonna get him, <laughs> no, um, no doubt. I don't know if I'll get him at this point because I don't really have the depth since I use so many of mine for handcuffs, but we'll see. Um, number two um, is George Kittle. Um, his thing, though, is staying healthy because he kind of got hit with the injury bug a little bit last year. 
Yeah. Um, and he just got paid. And so, you know, sometimes you get people get concerned whenever a player gets a new contract, especially that first big contract. But I don't see anything stopping him from being another top tier tight end at all. No, I mean, he has a decent quarterback in Jimmy G. He's not an elite quarterback, but yeah. he'll get him the ball. Yeah. Um, Fantasy Pros has Mark Andrews number three. Personally, I have Darren Waller number three. I think he is uh, one of those top tier guys. Stud. Yeah, and I have Mark Andrews number four, uh, mainly because I, we talked about last week. I am not sure about Lamar Jackson's throwing ability. Now, I know he's going to be a great passing quarterback, but he hasn't proved it to us yet. And so that's my concern. And then the defenses are going to try and knock him around like they did with Patrick Mahomes last year. So Mark Andrews can benefit from being that guy across the middle on those short runs to get those passes whenever Lamar Jackson's under any kind of pressure. Yeah, I don't think he's tier one tight end. I think he's about a tier two. Um, I'd, I'd definitely put Darren Waller in front of him yeah. and possibly big Zach Ertz. Yeah. So the reason why I didn't have Zach Ertz in front of him was mainly because of what he did last year with the fact that he had a second tight end stealing all of his touchdowns. Yeah. Um, and that's go there. Go there. Yeah, there you go. Go, go, yeah. So the fact that he's still there, even though he got punched in the face and knocked out. Um, yeah. Is he, he going to be okay? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, like I said, I think during that episode when we talked about it, I don't know if that was Zach Ertz punched him or not, but <laughs> he did digress because in 2018 he had 1,163 yards with eight touchdowns. Last year he had 916 yards and six touchdowns, and that's yeah. due to uh, Godair there. Yep. And so um, that's my concern with him is the fact that his his backup is still there to seal touches. Yeah, I never liked that two tight end. No, don't like um, it. But then, um, but yeah, I have I have Zach Ertz as my number five. Evan Ingram, if he can stay healthy, is number six. Um, I like Evan that Ingram is a stud when it comes to catching that ball. Yeah, it's staying healthy. That's the challenge for him. I like that offense in in uh, at the Meadowlands because they're they bring back their their three receivers that were hurt pretty much last season with Shepard, uh, Slayton, and uh, Golden Tate. Yeah, and of course you have Barkley back there. You just need. Can Danny Dimes get these guys the ball equally, or can Evan Ingram be the guy there in 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 New York to uh, get these touches? Yep. And so uh, here's another thing where I know fancy pros they have like the little they they take like every single person's power rankings and they they put them together. Yeah. I don't agree with Tyler Hickby and Hunter Henry. I don't think they're in my top ten. Um, uh, yeah, losing Philip Rivers out there in in L.A. Yeah, that that. I don't trust any of those receivers out there in, in LA anymore. <laughs> uh, and that's for both LA teams because Tyler Higby with the Rams. I mean, I, I just, I don't trust golf. I mean, he's boomer bust and he's out there throwing the ball to um, the Cooper cup and, and Robert Woods and Robert Woods, yeah. And Higby is, is he can either get you a lot or not. I mean, he, I think he finished with 522 yards and two touchdowns over the last five games. That's great. But can you do that over the entire season? I don't believe it. So we don't, yeah, we don't know. I actually have them as my 10 and 11. So going back to my seven, I have Hayden Hurst with Atlanta. Cause we know what Austin Hooper was and we knew, we know that Matt Ryan loves throwing to a tight end. Yeah. I thought that was a good pickup by Atlanta when, when they, oh, yeah. when they got him, I was like, that is a really good pickup. Yep. And then I have Austin Hooper at my number eight. And so mainly because, 
he's just he gets he gets the ball to him. He's a big target. Yeah, they're gonna need that there because I mean, yeah, you have Jarvis Landry and you have Aldo Beckham out there. Um, I just don't don't trust the quarterback play, but I think Austin Hooper can benefit from from the quarterback kind of getting under pressure. Because I'm not sure if I trust the offensive line yet. Yeah, no, I don't trust Baker Mayfield actually. Yeah. And so then I have uh, at my 10, Hunter Henry, 11, Tyler Higby, 12. I actually have um, Mike Gilsecki. Mike Gilsecki. Yeah, from Miami. I mean, he, he was he was pretty good. Fitzpatrick loves to throw the ball, too, would rely on a tight end, I think, out there. Um, so I, I, I look for big numbers from Gilsecki. And then uh, last I have my – I have – I went back and forth on this, but I'm going to go Jared Cook just because I don't fully trust Gronk is going to put up big numbers. I think he's going to get touchdowns, but he's not going to get the yards, I don't think, at receptions. Yeah, he took that year off, and it's definitely hard to come back to try and uh, imitate what he did in New England Yeah, as the number one tight end and, and first rounder and all that a couple of years ago. So, yeah, I agree with you there. But uh, I would say once you get past like the top five or six, Wait on wait on tight ends because yeah you have the you have the Higbees and the Henrys and the Hursts and the Hoopers, but we I mean, have the Gronks. You have Hawkinson out there. No offense, they're all the same. I mean, Johnny Smith, Jack Doyle. I mean, they're all the exact same. So I, I think once you get from probably the tight end number six through twenty, that Eric Ebron there in Phil, uh, Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. I think you're you're it's a crapshoot what you're gonna get. They're all the same value. I think at that point. Yeah, you have Greg Olson out in Seattle at 24. O.J. Howard is probably not going to get as much touches as previous years. He's in Tier yeah. 5. Kyle, Ru- Kyle Rudolph, interesting one down there at 28. Yeah, he's a frustrating tight end to have because he'll go out there and he'll have like one or two weeks of the season where he'll get like three touchdown game. And then, and then he'll have like five weeks in a row with like three catches total. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and even with like Will Disley out there in Seattle. Uh, Jimmy Graham is in, C- in Chicago now. I mean, I'm, I'm we're looking at number 32, David Njoku. He's coming back. I mean, he's coming back healthy. He may be out there. I mean, Tyler Eifert, Jacksonville. I mean, yeah, but Austin Hooper is there too. So that's correct. But about the same time as, as the fact is, we don't know if Njoku, if Joku's fully healthy, he's better than Austin Hooper, in my opinion. I think so. And so it's just that he, injury. Yeah, exactly. So it's one of those like, if you don't get the Kelsey's, or if you don't get the Wallers, wait because there's tight ends out there to be had. Um, Darren fell seven touchdowns last year. Oh yeah, I think I I, I, I picked it up in my my 18 keeper league because I, 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 I know Deshaun Watson loved Darren Fells last year. He in the red zone especially. I'll, I'll tell you one one uh, sleeper I would say uh, for this year um, for tight ends, Trey Burton. I know he didn't do anything in Chicago because he look who he had to throw him in the ball. <laughs> but whenever he was the backup in in Philadelphia, he was he had a couple big games whenever Zach Gertz was out. Yeah, he's going to be in Indianapolis, who we know the 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 head coach loves getting tight ends the ball, and uh, I think he's going to be out there. And I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be the touchdown catcher of that offense. Where. Um, I'm blanking on his name right now. Let me, let me scroll back over. Jack Doyle is going to be the, the yards guy, yards and receptions. Oh yeah, they they that Jack Doyle likes to torture the Titans. By the way, <laughs> I love every that. year. I thought you were going to say, "Watch out for Jason Witten." <laughs> oh man, no, no, he's out there in Vegas. Yeah, don't 
Darren Waller's the guy. Uh, the, fact that they keep, the, guy the fact yeah. that they keep signing all these tight ends, I don't get it whenever you have one of the best tight ends in the league. He must be a Gruden guy. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gruden um, said Mariota's a Gruden guy, so. Yeah, that's true. So, But, yeah, so, I mean, that's where we got on tight ends. Do you have anything you want to throw out there, any name that we didn't talk about that you want as your sleeper? Uh, no, I just thought maybe, you know, Kyle Rudolph down there. Um, I know you love uh, love you some Johnny Smith. Johnny Smith, I actually drafted in my uh, in our draft this morning. Um, I just know Ryan Tannehill loves the guy. Like he threw to him a lot last year. And uh, another thing too, I was gonna draft Hayden Hurst. Okay, so I was gonna draft <laughs> Hayden Hurst. I was looking around. And I was like, damn, like the guy in front of me is not picking. So I was like, let me let me scroll down for some more guys, and then. It made me pick J.K. Dobbins, the running back out of Baltimore. And I was like, what the bleep? So it was my turn to pick. And I was going to pick Hayden Hurst. And, of course, who behind me picks Hayden Hurst? I think it was you. It was me. It was you. <laughs> I had and my I was like, what the though? hell? Yeah. So I ended up picking Jonu Smith a little bit later. And, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm happy with the guy, but I think I'd have Hayden, rather have Hayden Hurst. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I picked a homer there, Jonu Smith, just because I saw him last year. And, and um, Ryan Tannehill loved him, so hopefully he continues this year. Yeah, he's one of the keepers I have in now the league too. Yeah, it's not a bad so, pick. He's a big guy, so, big guy. Yeah, and and we know in Tennessee they love their tight ends. I mean, Delaney Walker is one of my favorite tight ends in football. Oh, I love that guy. Um, injury that injury to his ankle was terrible uh, against um, Miami that one week. Yeah, but they they delayed the game for like three hours. Who won that game? Oh, yeah, Miami won that game. That's right. Well, if they wouldn't have delayed it, then, you know, the Titans probably would have won. But. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and transition over to defenses. This is another one of those positions that unless you go with, like, the top three, just wait on them and stream them every week because they're all the same. It's all matchup-based. Yeah, I don't care about defenses, honestly. And so um, we have – San Francisco as number one, which they still have one of the best. Now, they uh, they traded their um, – uh, what's his name? I'm blanking on his name now. The one they traded to Indianapolis, um, their defense lineman. So they took some hits by letting some guys go, but they drafted some other guys. So they may take a little bit step back because they're going to have some rookies playing key roles for them. DeForest and Buckner. DeForest Buckner, yeah. yeah. And for the fact that, as we know, I'm not a Jimmy G guy. I probably dog at him just about as much as Ryan Tannehill. Come on now. <laughs> and so God I think almighty. I think Jimmy G is going to put some pressure on that defense by turning the ball over this year. Um, so San Francisco is, is still on talent. I still have as my number one uh, team. Number two, in my opinion, actually, I have Baltimore. Hmm. Um, yeah, j- just because they, they look at their division. So you're, you're going to be facing a rookie quarterback in, in Cincinnati. Baker Mayfield's going to turn the ball over a ton over there in, in Cleveland. And who knows what you're going to get out of Pittsburgh. Because we know Big Ben will throw you five touchdowns, but he's also going to throw you five interceptions too. So even with the loss of uh, Earl Thomas? Yeah, I don't think that's going to hurt him as bad as what people think it's going to be. Yeah. Because uh, he didn't really do much for them last year. No, Derrick Henry stiff-armed the crap out of him in the playoffs. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, Former Longhorn. Um, I like him still, former Longhorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, number three, I actually have Buffalo's defense. Oof, yeah, that's a good four, one. Yeah, four Pittsburgh. Um, 
five Chicago, in my opinion. I, I know that you have you have uh, Aaron Rodgers and you have that Minnesota D, uh, offense up to, to deal with, but I have them up there. Drafting them. Um, and then to round out um, the top ten, I have uh, New Orleans, New England, Kansas City, Minnesota, and the Rams. Yeah. Um, basically the same teams we see every year. I think New England's going to take a big step back from that number one. I mean, New England was putting up running back numbers every week for points. Oh, yeah. They were destroying it. And that's the only reason I think Kyle survived as long as he did in, in the playoff home was because he was relying on New England's defense every week, just like Ben was relying on Chris McCaffrey. Oh, yeah. I mean, like you said, I, th- I think for me, like going through defenses – it's a weekly matchup based defense, you know, game. I, you know, if say if uh, Tampa Bay is out there and they're facing the LA Chargers, I'm gonna try to put that waiver in to get Tampa Bay defense. Yep. So I go defense to defense unless I do get like a San Francisco, Pittsburgh, or Baltimore or Buffalo. Then you don't really need to uh, worry about that unless they play a really good offense. Because we know last year with the San Francisco New Orleans game, San Francisco was hot going into the Superdome. And Drew Brees put up 50 points. So it, it just depends. Like I, I, like I said, I'm not a big fan of defenses. I don't know how defensive players are because I've only done that uh, maybe like once or t- twice. And it's been years since I did that. I know you do it in, a, in another league, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a lot to keep track of. I mean, it's boomer bust a lot of those guys because, I mean, basically you can get most of your points from linebackers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, I'd rather just go with just a team defense then. I would prefer no defense at all. But Ooh. yeah, they do get would, you negative negative points. I would, I would get rid of defense. And I would get rid of um, kickers. kickers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but we made some changes to our defense in our league. We ch- we did the scoring difference. So I think instead of starting out at ten points like most standard leagues, we're starting out fourteen points. And then if your team gives up 28-plus points, normally it's negative four points, but in our league it's going to be, I think, negative seven. Yeah, because so, if you give up more than, like, 20 or 30 points, that's a big deduction. It should yeah. be. I mean, you can get 40 points, and the, and the worst you'll get is negative four points. I don't get it, no. You need to be, need to be more punishable. More uh, penalized. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I would say one one defense that was not in my top ten that I would keep an eye on and actually drafted them because uh, their matchups is Indianapolis. They have a lot of great defensive pieces, and then plus adding Buckner out there, and the fact that they're playing in a terrible division. Uh, I wouldn't say that the worst division in football. Uh, I wouldn't say the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you have those nobodies like Jacksonville. I know you're and, from the Indianapolis area, but uh... and then you have Houston out there, and they're just a quarterback. That's all they are, and then you have that terrible Tennessee team that has a running back, and that's it. I don't agree. You you think Houston's just a quarterback team only? At this point, their defense is, is nothing as a show. We we know JJ Watts can get hurt in week two. Oh, that's a given, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, maybe even week one at this point since no preseason. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they have Brandon Cooks out there. Um. You have your deep ball guys, but they, their offensive line is not great. No. Their defense is not great. It's Deshaun Watson. If I am him, I am not going to sign a long term contract with them because. They're just going to get him hurt. He needs to leave for a team that can actually build build an offensive line and an offense around him. Will this be the year the coach gets fired? 
I, I don't I, if they don't make the playoffs, I think he does. But it seems like every year we think he's going to get fired, he gets a promotion. <laughs> give it, give it away that. their turn away their best player. I, I he has to have blackmail material on the owners. That's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> we'll see. So, all right, let's go ahead. Then we're going to transition over to our wide receivers. Um, we're going to go a little deeper in this one, uh, mainly because of it's it's just such a deep position this year. I mean, we were talking about during our draft. It's like there are so many receivers out there now. Again, you have your your top tier, mm-hmm. which I would say are six. My, I actually have six in my tier one, and I actually have a small tier two, and the rest uh, I would be a tier three. So, obviously, the best receiver in football is Michael Thomas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think I saw a stat he gets targeted a, a thousand times per game. Yeah, I've seen it live, <laughs> man. Drew Brees kept going to the guy. Yeah, it's good for and me. So. Um, I he I think it's going to continue. I mean, but matter- they have Emmanuel Sanders out there now. Correct, correct. And I think Emmanuel Sanders is going to be a great deep ball threat. Yeah, Michael Thomas is still going to get twenty catches a game at this point. I hope so. I'm sure you do because you drafted him again. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my number two, I actually have Devonte Adams. Uh, if he can know. stay healthy, I didn't know about that one, man. I don't think he's number two. I, I just think like Tyreek Hill is better. I think Julio's better. Hell, even Chris Godwin's probably better. Yeah, he, just, he but, had a down year last year. Well, the, the reason why I have Devonta Adams because Aaron Rodgers is still there. He's going to tell you to relax. Uh, for how many <laughs> more years? <laughs> I know. And so, but the fact is, like they don't, they do not sign and they do not draft receivers. Devontae Adams is all he has, so he's still going to get his targets. If he can stay healthy, he's still going to get his targets and he's going to get his yards. He had five touchdowns last year. He, Aaron, he Aaron missed Rogers, like seven weeks. He throw, yeah, but still, he throws it to like Lazard. He throws it to Valdez Scantling. Like he is like he throws it. To, uh, he could pick a fan at the at the crowd and throw it to him instead of like Devontae Adams. I think he's just a frustrating receiver to have. Well, I, he was great for me the year before. He had 1,386 yards in 2018, 13 touchdowns. That was really yeah. good. So, I, so I remember know. last year he was dealing with turf toe pretty much from week two. He was frustrating. He, he's very frustrating, but when he's healthy, he's number two receiver in football. Overall? Overall, yeah, number two in football. I don't know. I, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> now, a very close third to him. I have DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he he very well could push push for number one, depending on how this offense goes this year. Um, number four, I I have Julio Jones. Again, if he can stay healthy. Yeah, we don't need like December Julio Jones to come along. We need Julio Jones every month. Yeah, he just doesn't get in the red zone. You know, when they get in the red zone, he doesn't get targeted. Yeah. That's frustrating too. Oh, trust me, I had him for a lot last year too. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they throw it to like Ridley or something. They're like, come on, man. Austin Hooper got a lot of those too. So yeah. Um, number five, I have uh, Chris Godwin. Can he Six. repeat what he did last year? Yes or no? I um, I don't think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be about the same because the difference is they're not going to be trailing late like they did with Jameis Winston. Oh, interception machine. Yeah. Yeah. And so number six, I have Tyreek Hill. Um, 
he's he's just he's an amazing receiver. I mean, and he's got he's got the best quarterback throwing the ball. If he can stay healthy, if he can stay out of trouble, he's one of the top uh, top in, in football. He went down with that hammy last year, didn't he? Yep. Yeah, that's kind of hard to come by. And so after those top six, there is a big drop off. And so, um, but I have a, I have a lot of these guys in the same same little bucket here. So um, I I disagree with Fancy Pros with number seven. So I'm gonna let him drop a little bit. So um, number seven, I have Kenny Kenny Galladay because he's Mister Reliable, clear cut number one. Yeah. Um, number nine, I have or number eight, I have uh, DJ Moore. DJ Moore. Yeah, uh, he's gonna be the number one guy there that with a, with a, a great offensive mind. Yeah, I think Bridgewater is gonna do good with Matt Rule as his head coach. So you have he, him ahead of Mike Evans. Mike Evans is right behind him. Hmm, interesting. I see South. 10. Yeah. I've, uh, then uh, so I have DJ Moore, Mike Evans, and Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, he's gonna have a bounce back year, especially if he's in the slot. Yeah. If he's in the exactly. slot, he's gonna get a lot of catches. Yep. Number eleven, I have Adam Thielen. 12, Amari Cooper, 13, Eldo Beckham Jr., 14, Allen Robinson. That's the big drop I had for, compared to what other people are thinking. A lot of people are high on him. Yeah. Um, 15, Robert Woods, 16, Cooper Cup. I think they're interchangeable at this point in their career. Cooper I, Cup a couple years ago was the man. Can I stop you right there? Yeah. Where's A.J. Brown? I'm getting to him. He should Number be in front of all these guys. Number 17, A.J. Brown. Oh, dude, you just hate the Tennessee Titans. Hey, I have so I have him number 17. Everyone else has him number 18. So I moved him up at least one. I think they're going to double him this year. Oh, yeah, easily. Which, which frees up like Adam Humphreys or Corey Davis. Yeah. So Or John New Smith. But, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. that's kind of far down there. So I got him 17, 18, Calvin Ridley. 19, I actually have D.K. Metcalf. Stunned. And then... Uh, 20 title locket. I think they're interchangeable as well. Mm-hmm. 20. Uh, I actually have Keenan Allen at 20. Um, I know <laughs> we're the, the concern there with the quarterback play, but he's still one of the best receivers in football. How times have changed, man. He's like a round one. Yeah. It is the quarterback situation. Then the round it could be uh, Tyrod Taylor or, or Herbert. So, yeah, I don't trust either of them. <laughs> and to round out the uh, 24, I have uh, Cortland Sutton. Yeah. And T.Y. Hilton. I think Corden Sun is going to have a big year. Yeah. Good wide receiver. <clears throat> and so um, what are your thoughts on anyone out there you think I missed or anyone that you think is going to be a big sleeper? Um, uh, I know we've already mentioned Manuel Sanders. so. Yeah, but I, I don't think I'd put him I mean, maybe like tier six, but uh, T.Y. Hilton. You know, Phillip yeah. Rivers loves to throw that ball. Yep. Um, it, it's just the injuries always happen every year. So that's pretty concerning for Ty. Uh, Michael Gallup have a, had a phenomenal year last year in uh, Dallas. He's probably just below of where you stopped. Um, then you have people like AJ Green who gets hurt, and then he has Joe Burrow throwing to him. So I don't know how good he's going to do. Tyler Boyd is going to drop off, I think, uh, with of course Burrow there. Um, Brendan Cooks in Houston could interest yeah. me. He yeah. doesn't have Jared Goff throwing to him no more. Yeah, and he's got a really big upgrade at quarterback. So, I think that's about C.D. Lamb, the rookie in Dallas. Is he going to get a lot of uh, uh, targets thrown to him? Yeah, and McCole Hardyman in Kansas City. We know how he's how fast he is out there. So, 
I would say my my big sleeper, and it's weird saying this as a sleeper, but Larry Fitzgerald. The old man. Because you have DeAndre Hopkins going to have all the attention now. Might get double coverage. And Larry Fitzgerald is a route-running machine. Yeah. He's going to get himself open. He's he's This is last year, so he's going to go out there. All uh, He's going to try to blaze it this final season uh, for the stats. I look for him to have a huge year, which is why I drafted him as one of my last picks. Yeah. And then the to go the totally opposite. So going from that guy who's been around for 50 years to, I think the rookie who's going to have the biggest year this year is Justin Jefferson in Minnesota. Justin Jefferson. Respect to uh, Larry Fitzgerald. He's one of the most likable uh, players. Oh yeah. He's Mr. Consistent. He's, he's out yeah, there. Like he does him. his job. He doesn't, he doesn't make a big fuss about anything. <laughs> yeah. Great guy. But yeah. Um, but I have Justin, Je- Justin Jefferson with Minnesota replacing Diggs. Mm-hmm. Um, now again, we know Minnesota doesn't throw the ball a lot, but I think this is going to be a, a good year for him out there, especially if they double cover uh Thielen out there, yeah, yeah. So, but that's yeah, that's our top 24 wide receivers. We threw a couple of little sleepers in there. Um, so we will now transition over into our overall rankings, mm-hmm. and we're and we're going to do kind of a um my opinion, I'm going to do 24 because that's two rounds of, of these drafts. And remember, these are all PPR stats. And so I think when it comes to overall, there's this is going to cover really four tiers of players. When yeah, it comes to this. I think so. Um, I disagree with some of these sites with their, with their tier. So I'm going to go with tier one. First overall pick has to be Christian McCaffrey. Oh, no question. You should probably pick Chris McCaffrey with like two seconds. Like, yeah. automatically. He should be already in your queue. Um, I'm actually going to surprise some people here with go number two. I'm going to go with Alvin Kamara overall. Um, he had a lot of injury issues, but he is still one of the best, best running backs out there in football. And then then you have your, your obvious Barkley and then Zeke. The round of the top four. Then yes. I have um, Michael Thomas, Dalvin mm. Cook, and then Devontae Adams mm. as your top seven. Julio, eight. Tyree Kill, nine. Derrick Henry, ten overall. Hopkins, 11. And then around your first round, I actually have Godwin. I'm very surprised how far uh, DeAndre Hopkins is on Fantasy Pros. Yeah. And, I mean, we're looking at Fantasy Pros, right? So, we're going off these rankings. Tier 2, number 9, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Rookie. I, I just, I don't trust it. I, I don't know what they see, or what, did they go, obviously they go based off of what he did at LSU, because I guess. It has he to hasn't touched the, uh, the carry in the NFL, so, and then offense too, yeah. But, we don't know what this guy's going to do. Yeah. They have it in front of Julio and Eckler and Tyreek Hill and Sanders and Mason and Drake. So I, I, I don't know. I don't agree with that. Yeah. At all. Yeah. I, I'm with you on that one. It's I, He could easily go out there and be the best running back in football. I would not be surprised by it. But I just don't see it. Me neither. So actually, I, I think he would be a second round pick. Um. I'm going to go ahead and throw him in there as number 13 as a first, second round pick. I still think that's too early, but I'm going to, I'm going to throw him out there. Mm-hmm. 
Um, then Eckler, Miles Sanders, Joe Mixon, Kenyon Drake, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Aaron Jones, Kenny Galladay, Jacobs, Patrick Mahomes, and then Juju would be my top 24. Juju, big year, I think, is coming up on deck. Yeah. Oh, only if Big Ben can stay healthy, and that's a big if. Yeah, because last year I had Juju, and I, got, I waited every every week, every week for him to do something. And with Mason Rudolph, it never happened. So Yeah. Stay healthy, so, Big Ben. Yeah, so do you um, – so that's my top 24. Is there anything you see different or any, anything you want, you would throw into your top 24? Uh, no, I just, I mean, we, we agree that Clyde Edwards Hilaire shouldn't be there. Yeah. And, um, you had somebody really high. Well, you had Kamara too. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I think he's a top tier one. I don't know if I'd put him in front of Zeke and Barkley, but I think he's top tier, like tier one. Yeah. I mean, reason why is because he is injured. You know, yeah. Whenever he, he's big in getting the yards, he's big in getting the catches, the, the receiving touchdowns. If he's healthy, he does what Barkley does better, and he does more than what Zeke can do. Yeah, he's a quick speedster. Yeah, I remember whenever he as a rookie, and I traded for him. He was a throwing on a, on a pick, and all of a sudden he started blowing up. And so I flipped him. I wish I would have kept him that year because he was <laughs> so great. Yeah, throw screens to him and let him do what he does. Oh yeah, it's just I mean. Sit, sit back and watch at that point. Yeah, those fantasy points should be lighting up the board. Yeah. So um, so that's our, our overall uh, first two rounds, I would say, um, for most of your drafts. We're going to spend a little bit of time kind of going over what we experienced earlier today. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about any surprises that we saw. Because um, knowing the people in our league, we had a lot of surprises. Oh, <laughs> so. yeah, we did. So, um, but just go over, I'm going to go over my team first and I'll let you go with your team. And then we'll talk about what we saw that people who fell, people who were surprised where they got taken. So, um, like I mentioned at the top of the show, I made a lot of trades. So my first pick was actually in the third round, pick 31 overall. And even though I already had two running backs, since I think running back is so thin this year, I went with Leonard Fournette. Mm-hmm. Um, fourth round, I took DK Metcalf. I almost took T.Y. Hilton here. I was hoping he was going to fall, but he didn't. Um, and so I took Metcalf because I think he's going to have a big year out there in Seattle uh, with Russell Wilson. Um, my first six-round picks, I had two, 66 overall and 67 overall. This was a surprise of how far this person fell. Marlon Mack. Return of the Mack. I don't know why people have Jonathan Taylor so <laughs> far ranked above him because Marlon Mack, yeah, he missed a couple games at the end of last year because he, he, he started falling apart. Yeah, but anytime he's on the field and he plays ten plus games a season, he's getting you a thousand plus yards, and that was without being a number one guy. And so, I don't get it by the fact that they like, oh yeah, they drafted a running back with Taylor. I think he's going to need a year to adjust. I think this is going to be the Marlon Mack show this year. Yeah, he, like you said, he had thousand yards last year with eight touchdowns. So yeah, I, yeah, I don't know how, why he dropped that far. And I didn't so, pick him, of course, but yeah, I think that's. That's going to be my biggest steal is that with, with the, my sixth rounder. My other sixth rounder, I took Julian Edelman just because I needed to fill out my my wide receiver uh, depth. And I, I kind of I still think Edelman's going to have a good year just because Cam Newton's there. And we know Cam Newton's a really good quarterback. Yeah. And so um, I think the defense is not going to be as good as it was. And so they're going to be maybe trailing in some games. So I think he's going to get a lot of garbage time points. 
Yeah, that was a good pick in round six. Yeah. Um, then I my next I had two picks in the eighth rounds. First one I took in the 90th overall was Hayden Hurst, which again we mentioned you can take the tight ends late. Um, all, oh, the, yeah. all the big names were taken off the board, so I got him in the eighth round. Nine in my second eighth round pick and my ninth round pick, uh, I I took two handcuffs just because I, I I don't know if they can stay healthy for Dalvin Cook and, and um, uh, Kenyon Drake. So I took Mattinson and, and Chase Edmonds as uh, my two handcuffs in eight and nine. Mm-hmm. Round 10 to Golden Tate. 11, Curtis Samuel. Round 12 is when I took Larry Fitzgerald. The old man. I think you actually probably get him a little bit later in the draft too. Um, he, Cause I think he was Yahoo had him ranked as like the 220th player, which I don't get that. <laughs> um, then I, my 13th round, I took Indianapolis defense and 14th round. I took Jason Myers as a kicker. And then of course I have my keepers, Kenyon Drake, Patrick Mahomes and Dalvin cook. Yeah. Cause people don't know how to trade in this league. <laughs> <laughs> Of so, course, you know. You, you, so, Daniel, looking at that team, what what do you think are the are the biggest surprises of where they were taken, or and do you think I I overreached on anybody? Uh, like I mentioned earlier, I think Julian Edelman was good at six. You know, just because of Cam Newton's there, it's not like we had you know the backup quarterback is throwing to him. He actually has uh, MVP caliber, went to the Super Bowl quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, throwing to him, so I, I think he's gonna get a lot of touches. I don't know how many, uh, like we do, like we've shown in previous years, but I think he'll have a good year. Um, DK Metcalf, I like. Um, scrolling down to the bottom, you picked in the eighth um, the two handcuffs. Yeah. Well, eighth and ninth, you picked the two handcuffs, which is, of course, you gotta have handcuffs. Yeah. Why Especially not this year? Yeah. Why not have them? You know, and, and let you know when they go down the starters. Um. You don't need to put a claim in for them. You already have them. So I think that was good. Hayden Hurst, that should have been mine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, apparently I picked J.K. Dobbins in round eight, which I don't look know. For, look for Dobbins blowing up this year. I hope so. Well, they have that Gus Edwards behind uh, Mark Ingram. So Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it J.K. Dobbins was explosive at, uh, at Ohio State and local LaGrange, Texas running back here i mean i mean some guys could go down there's no preseason so i know week one and week two we're gonna see a lot of injuries yeah could be uh golden tate round 10 um he's back he was hurt last year with that three-headed wide receiver over there with Shepard and um darius slayton i think slayton's better uh um, he, he was taking three picks before i was he able was to taking take. three picks yeah. and sterling Shepard was taking two picks before yep. that yep so all three uh, uh, New York Giants receivers went off the board in round 10. Um, Curtis Samuel, I like. Uh, we touched base on him a little bit earlier with, uh, well, Teddy uh, Bridgewater with DJ Moore, right? Yeah. And Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel, he had a sneaky good year. Yeah, and, and I think with this offense, I think it's going to be a pass-happy offense based off what we saw in Baylor. And yeah, the, fact, the fact that they got they got a uh, um, – they got um, the LSU's offense uh, throwing game coordinator out there now. Oh yeah, that that, that just tells me that they're going to be throwing the ball all over the place. Was that Joe Brady? Yeah. Is it Joe Brady? Yeah. Um, round thirteen defense. I don't really care about defense. Like I, yeah. Jason Myers. You know, at, at that point, it's pretty much like you know you got to pick a kicker. Yeah. And then you kept your three uh, players, of course, because of the trading in our <laughs> goddamn league. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Overall, yeah, I thought you know it was good. It seems like every year we always have a good team. 
not yeah. trying to glow or you know be cocky or anything like that, but it seems like it. Um, and, and we'll see. I think I'm going to hold on to these guys more than I did in past years. I mean, I would probably say in the last, I would say last three years. So we're talking 45 players on my roster. Yeah. Um, from draft, I probably kept a total of like eight of them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've tra- I've I've overhauled my roster almost entirely every single year. I think two years ago when I won the league, um, I only had one player left from the draft, and I think it was my kicker. Yeah, because we have some boneheads in our league that can, you know, they trade away their whole team to yeah. you or to other people. <laughs> Peter, <laughs> Peter, but uh, yes, yeah, so I guess switching to my team, you know, I picked Michael Thomas with the overall number three in round one. Uh, Der- I was going to pick Derrick Henry, but he went before me at, at number two. I picked up Michael Thomas again. Uh, with the eighth pick, I picked Julio because I did not want to pick a Jacobs or an Eckler or even Miles Sanders there. So I kind of waited on the running back here. <clears throat> so I went Julio Jones. Uh, round two, I went ahead and picked Melvin Gordon. I hope he bounces back. Of course, the holdout last year in L.A., um, he's in Denver now, so I, I don't think Philip Lindsay is going to see as much touches anymore. Um, so I picked Melvin Gordon. Uh, after that, in round three, I went ahead and picked Big Russ. I kept my eye on him. I thought that was a good time to pick him. I didn't want him to fall because I think he maybe would have got picked right after I selected somebody else because I didn't want Le'Veon Bell. <clears throat> I didn't want Keenan Allen. I thought that was a little bit of a reach there. Um, so I picked the best, one of the best overall quarterbacks in Russell Wilson. Uh, round four, I went ahead and got David Johnson. We don't know. It's a question mark for me. Uh, other running backs there were maybe, you know, Singletary or Mostert. So uh, hopefully David Johnson can bounce back. Round five, I went ahead and got David Montgomery. I know he's out two to four weeks in Chicago. I hope that's a quick, speedy recovery, and he comes back to being a phenomenal running back because we know the quarterback situation is a mess. Uh, round six, I went ahead and grabbed uh, Michael Gallup. I think he's going to have a good year this year, especially if they double team like uh, Amari Cooper. And then we don't know what C.D. Lamb is going to do. I think he's going to have a good year too, but I picked uh, Michael Gallup there at round six. Round seven, I picked Brandon Cooks, another receiver out there in uh, Houston for Deshaun Watson. Uh, round eight, I picked uh, J.K. Dobbins. <laughs> it should have been Hayden Hurst. I was on a tight end there, but uh, rookie mistake. I, I didn't know I was on the clock. <laughs> it, it won't happen again. Trust me. And then round nine, I picked. I had to pick a tight end. I picked Johnu Smith out there in Tennessee. I think he's going to have a good year. I don't know about a thousand yards, but a decent year. Six touchdowns, seven touchdowns, maybe. Um, round ten, I picked uh, Christian Kirk. I think he had a pretty good year last year with uh, Kyler Murray throwing to him with that air raid offense. Mm-hmm. So uh, I picked maybe I could do a little trade bait. Going on, going on here. This is when I'll start thinking about who I can trade for, like a running back. Um, <clears throat> round eleven, I picked Matt Breda. He fell. I yeah. just don't know if Jordan Howard's going to be the full time back. I'm sure he is, but Matt Breda fell. His ADP was like 95. This was like pick one, 128, 128 or something like that. So I picked Matt Breda there. Uh, round ten, I picked Big Ben as a backup quarterback. Uh, whenever. Russell Wilson has a bye. Hopefully he has a bounce-back season. Uh, and then I picked in round 13, Young Hoku, the kicker from Atlanta. At this point, you know, you need a kicker, defense, yada, yada, yada. Uh, round 14, I picked the Minnesota uh, Vikings defense just because they play in a division with, you know, Stafford, the Lions. 
Trubisky Bears. or Foles, the Bears. Aaron Rodgers is getting old. Um, so I picked the Minnesota Vikings defense there at 14, and I didn't have a keeper because I – well, I technically did. I, I kept Hopkins, but I traded him for an overall pick number three in the draft. Which basically was considering upgrades. You went from Hopkins to Michael Thomas, so yeah. Yeah, and I got Michael Thomas back plus Julio. Yep. So that's that's a lot of catches right there. Yep. Yeah. So uh, looking at your team, I mean, you have you have the best receiving core in the league, obviously, with Michael Thomas, Julio Jones. Um, you have a little bit of a drop off after those two, but I mean, you only need to really start two and then have your flex. Yeah. Um, your running backs. You, you took a lot of risks with your running backs. Mm-hmm. Um, now personally, Melvin Gordon, I think you took him at number 17. That could be a steal. Cause if we have the old Melvin Gordon coming back the pre holdout, Melvin Gordon, Oof. he's a top five running back. I sure hope so. Um, I personally, um, I was hoping David Johnson was going to fall a little bit more. Um, I actually almost took him over Leonard Fournette. Um, I think we're going to, we're not going to have the MVP of fantasy football, uh, David Johnson, but I think we're going to have a very good running back, David Johnson. Yeah. Um, I did not like the Montgomery pick, even if he was healthy. I don't trust the Bears' offense at all. I just thought I needed another running back there, and I mean, and, 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 and you did, and you did, and then DeAndre uh, Swift was there, and I was like, ah, we don't. I don't know. trust that either. Ronald Jones stinks. I didn't want him, so I had to let go me, Montgomery. Let me scroll down to round five. Let's see who was available after him. So. Um, no running backs, no running backs. So yeah, Swift, Marlon Mack. Yeah, Marlon I got him Mack. in the next round. Yeah, yeah. Ronald Jones, but he's dealing with an injury currently. Stinks. Uh, James White. I mean, yeah, I, I I could see why you took him because you needed a running back. I think James White would have been a little bit of reach. Yeah, at that point, yeah, definitely. And that um, was it. Like Philip Lindsay's not gonna have enough st- good like starts, and Zach Moss and Tariq Cohen. I'll just go ahead and get, yeah. get David Montgomery there. And then um, J.K. Dobbins was a, was a curious pick. <laughs> <laughs> I was very happy you took J.K. Dobbins because I was right behind you, winning the uh, Hayden Hurst. I was like J.K. Um, Dobbins, what? I may I may offer up a trade for him because I think he's going to take over at some point this year. Um, I I really like the Johnny Smith pick. I think he's going to be a really good uh, tight end this year. Um, Christian, Christian Kirk, he's going to be in the slot this year. He's not going to be the focal point because you have DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Then the other side, you're going to have Larry Fitzgerald. So he could be a sneaky, sneaky good guy at catching the uh, passes out there out of the slot. Trade bait. Um, very, yeah, very much. I think he's going to be, he's going to have some good value. Matt Breda, um, I understand the the questioning of why he fell because you don't know who Miami's going to start and you don't know how good their offense is going to be right yeah. away. And so, um, I think he's probably going to get most of the carries just uh, because Jordan Howard, I, mean, I don't know how much he has left in the tank. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, everything else up there was like big Ben is your backup quarterback, young, young Huku kicker defense. And then your defense. I like Minnesota's defense. I almost took them over Indianapolis, but the reason I took Indianapolis, cause I was at the week one, I saw they're facing Jacksonville. So like, all right, oh, start yeah. off with that. It's like a 20 pointer. Yeah. So <laughs> I would say, I would say, um, the best value pick for you on here was probably, uh, I would say, JK I say Melvin. I say Mel, Melvin Gordon, and the biggest reach would be David Montgomery. Yeah, I had to. Yeah. Now, overall, in well, our I, league, I did want AJ Brown instead of Montgomery, but he got picked two um, picks ahead of me. Kareem Hunt went in front of David Montgomery. Yeah. 
I didn't get that pick either. But uh, the, yeah, it's question mark. Um, but looking at uh, looking at the overall draft board here, um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire going number five overall. Again, remember minus all of our keepers, so it's, it's he's kind of fifth overall is more like a early second round pick. So I could see that. Um, but I would say Jonathan Taylor in the second rounds. I didn't get that. That's a homer. That's, uh, that was a homer pick, and then uh, he should know. He should know. Marlon Mack is still the guy. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know about that. Chris Carson was there. Yeah, I picked Chris then, Carson over Jonathan Taylor any day. Oh yeah, definitely. And then um, <clears throat> I think the biggest head scratcher for me was round three. Mark Andrews. I think it was way too early. Yeah, I think so. Now I think the the individual who did that he didn't have like a fourth, a fifth round pick. I think at that point, so he did it as a as a reach, knowing he wasn't gonna be able to get him later. Yeah. Um, I don't like Le'Veon Bell in the third round. I'm looking th- at that too. Yep. Um, let's see who else I think uh, were reaches. Um, AJ Cam Green. Akers. Other than Cam Akers in round four, I, I that. We don't know really who's going to be the starting running back out there. Yeah. I think Cam Akers is currently projected to get zero points. Homer. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, <laughs> I mean, he, he might have been drunk by that point, too. <laughs> um, AJ Green could be good value in the fifth round if he can be healthy and he gets the ball thrown to him. I think he, they need to trade that guy. I don't know how much years he has left on his, on his contract, but trade him. Yeah. Um, and then the only other one, let me scroll down here. I think we're reaches. Let's see if there's any mid round reaches. Um, I like Darren Waller in round five. Yeah. I, I, I'm not, I'm not so sure about Zach Moss in round seven. Yeah. I didn't know about that one either. Yeah. I mean, have Singletary back there. I guess Moss is a backup. Yeah. Handcuff. Well, and then uh, with the, like you mentioned the Darren Waller. I was, I was so hoping it's going to follow me. Uh, for the Mac Julian Edelman picks because um, he wouldn't even fall one, two, three, four. It's like seven picks. I, I had him ready to take Waller because I think he's he's going to be a top three talent, but top yeah, three round, three round talent. Well, I think Peter um, probably would have chosen him there at, before you. Yeah. I, I would say the biggest slide that was uh, that kind of could be uh, a surprise was AJ Brown falling to the fifth round. Yeah, I, should, I, I was going to pick him. He was already set for me to, to draft, but he went two picks before me. Yeah, and then um, who are the other steals? I think, of course, I think my Marlon Mack in the fifth round is going to be a steal. Yeah, and I think Tyler Lockett will fall in round three. That's a surprise for me because Tyler Lockett last year was a legit top two round guy. Oh yeah, that's a high powered offense over there. Yeah, and then um, the other the other one I would say was a shocker, which not really from the guy who picked him, but Dak Prescott going round two. <laughs> Hey, I almost put him uh, above uh, Lamar Jackson last week in our episode. I know, I know, but I mean, if you, you could wait, if Greg could have waited one, two, three, four, five, six more picks, and he could have gotten like a uh, got him there or Russell Wilson at that or point. Russell Wilson, yep. So, but yeah, uh, do you see anything else out there that draws your attention? No, that's about it. I mean, we touched base pretty much on everybody, but um, yeah, I just don't know about some people like Mark Ingram or. You know, I think James Conner might be a surprise as a, as a first James Conner. Yeah. I mean, he's gotten hurt the past two years. I, I just, at where he went. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, there was, a, there was a couple of reaches, but we, I mean, we touched based on those, um, Alan Robinson in round two ahead of like Chris Godwin and Galladay and Odell. Eh, I don't know. I wouldn't have picked him there, but 
I mean, a homer did. <laughs> he likes Chicago Bears. <laughs> our our champion last year. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's about it. I think I think Adrian Peterson around twelve could be good value. He's a starter. Yeah, um, let me go down to these last like around thirteen, fourteen. Is there any surprise? Like Jack Doyle around thirteen could be a steal. Austin Hooper around thirteen. Um, Philip Rivers might put up some numbers. Yeah, Anthony Miller was a big slide. I think he was. I think he was slated to be like an eighth round pick, and he fell to round fourteen. Round fourteen. Yep. I think that's because people's fear of what's going to happen with who's going to be the quarterback in Chicago. Yeah, I think they'll be all right. They'll figure it out. Now, I will say, um, and I'm sorry, Don, if you're listening to this show, because I think you might be one of our listeners. <laughs> First of all, keeping Gardner Minshew as your keeper over Austin Eckler. Yeah. And then drafting two other quarterbacks, Josh Allen and Drew Locke. Who are better, probably, than Gardner Minshew. <laughs> well, I know Josh Allen. I, Josh, I Josh Allen is, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So. Um, I would say that was probably the biggest question mark when it came to keepers. <laughs> and j- just so everyone's aware, here are the keepers in our league this year. Gardner Minshew, which was, yeah. Uh, Barkley, Todd Gurley, which was a surprise, but his team, Sucks. that was the best player. on. Yeah. Joe Mixon, which was clearly the best player on that team by far. Nick Chubb, Kenyon Drake, Patrick Mahomes, DeAndre Hopkins, Ezekiel Elliott, Dalvin Cook, Lamar Jackson, Chris McCaffrey. Now, the Kenyon Drake keeper, um, he was going to keep, I believe it was going to be Deshaun Watson or or one of his receivers. But it was one of those where I reached out to him like, hey, so if you want to trade your keeper, I'll give you someone, I'll give you my third round pick or second round pick for uh, Drake. So um, Cal did that deal. Let me see. Let me scroll up over my text message to see. Drake, Drake, Drake. Uh, and he's thinking about Watson. Yeah, basically it's gonna be Watson. Yeah, which, I would have picked Watson probably. Yeah, but the fact that he was able to get a second round pick. And let me see, who did he get with that pick, that second round pick? Let me go up there. Second round pick. pick. Kyle picked uh, Kenny Galladay so, and John yeah, Taylor. So then Kenny Galladay was was my pick. So basically, Kenny Galladay, and then a. Uh, fourth, so Kenny Galladay, or uh, we picked Devin Singletary in the fourth. So yeah, so basically got Galladay and uh, Devin Singletary for Kenyon Drake and my pick in the fifth or six. Six, you picked the Marlon Mack. Oh, actually no, so it was fifth round. So it was um, wasn't Devin Singletary? He took Kareem Hunt with my pick. Oh, that's right. And we thought, huh? Yeah. So, yeah. So basically, it was Kenyon Drake and Julian Edelman for for Kareem Hunt and and Jonathan Taylor. So I think I won that trade. I think so. I agree. Um, (laughs) And then I traded um, Dalvin Cook for number seven. So basically, it was. uh, And he's. Oh, he flipped number seven. So, yeah, that's with Devonta Adams. So. I would take Dalvin Cook over Devonta Adams. I think so. So I, I'm good. With, I'm good with both my trades for what I got on there, and then plus keeping Mahomes the best, the best uh, quarterback in the league. Oh yeah, I think he is so. by far number one for sure. Yeah. All right, um, that is it for our fantasy football breakdown. Um, I hope we can get this out to you before your drafts. I know I got one more draft coming up. Uh, uh, 
I think it. I think it's in a week. Um, actually, I better check this. I'm not late for it. Yeah, I think I have one like <laughs> Thursday this week. I think. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that league. My team name is Trump's Tiny Hands. <laughs> so the sixth, I have a pick on. The, I have a draft on the sixth. On the sixth, nice. Yeah. Nice. So, um, yeah, with that, we'll wrap it up. Um, I do want to say a little, a little thing on here. The news broke late last night um, about Chadwick Bos- uh, Bosman, uh, the Black Panther, passing away. Um, he was such a great actor, great talents, uh, nice, humble guy. Um, I can't believe he filmed all those movies battling cancer without anyone knowing it. So. I give props to his team around him for that not a single word got out. Yeah. Um, but that was a that was a big shocker um, when that came. I mean, that, that was that was one of those gut punches of uh, what the hell is going on in 2020? Why do you got to keep doing this? And then uh, go ahead. That was a that was a heartbreaker one. Yeah. Um, you know, we saw him in Avengers, Black Panther, forty two. I saw in theaters, loved it. Yeah. You know, baseball fan Jackie Robinson. And then he made those like four or five movies with the terminal, you know, the colon cancer or whatever he had. So he set up his family well, like, you know, what a good man, what a good dad, you know, if he had kids. I don't know if he had kids, but um, yeah. good husband. He set his family up for uh, financially wise. Yeah, for rest of their lives. I mean, I, I mean they're going to get royalties from uh, Endgame Infinity War like none other. So, oh, yeah, for sure. But yeah, it was it was one of those little shockers. I mean, because like you said, uh, um, we didn't know he was sick. Um, there's a lot of videos out there when he's talking about uh, make a wish, talking to the kids. The fact that he was visiting these kids who were with terminal illnesses, knowing he had a terminal illness, mm-hmm. he's such a powerful guy. I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think I would have that strength in myself. Yeah, that so, that, that was a sad one. Yeah, and then. Um, I also want to touch base real quick on uh, Lou Olson, the old uh, Arizona coach yep. passed away mm-hmm. and then Cliff Robinson also passed away. So hopefully that's the Man. three and you know, they come in threes. Hopefully that was the last one. I ran from NBA jam. Yeah. Cliff Robinson, Robinson. Yep. Yeah. So um, yeah, we will, uh, we'll, we'll leave the show with, with that. Um, just uh, best wishes to their families, their loved ones. Um, make sure uh, you, treat everybody uh, fairly because you don't know what people are going through. I know um, Chadwick was dealing with a lot of trolls online talking about how he looks sick or he looked like he's losing too much weight. He looked tired. Mm-hmm. Well, I bet you, I bet you they're kicking themselves now realizing that they're mocking someone who was battling cancer for four years. So yeah, something you just don't do. Yeah. So um, love, uh, hug your loved ones uh, tight tonight. Um We'll wrap this up next week's show. We will uh, be breaking down week one of the NFL. We will go game by game. We will give our predictions for those uh, matchups. Um, we may break into a little bit of the gambling aspect of the, of the stat lines. We'll see. Um, and then we'll go back into our normal routine, giving our uh, baseball power top five, which uh, as of this point, the Yankees have fallen out of both of our top fives. <laughs> We will uh, recap the NBA playoffs, the hockey playoffs, the uh, the movement that was going on in the NBA uh, this week with the, the Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. and their response to what was going on up there in Wisconsin. And so we'll jump, jump in all that stuff next week when we're back into our normal routine. Um, hit up the show uh, at Box Kickers Pod. 
Hit me up at CR Drewberts. You hit Daniel up at Daniel underscore Cabrera nine. Um, send us send us some notes. Tell us if you agree or disagree with some of our fantasy uh, options. I know at least one of you have, has, has used it against us in our own draft. Um, but um, we're we're finally into football season. Uh, we got college possibly coming up soon. We got the NFL coming up here in a couple weeks. You know, uh, you know there's a college game tonight, right? Is there a college game tonight? Central Arkansas versus Austin P on ESPN. I might have to. First play right of right the now. 2020 college football season was a 75 yard rushing touchdown. Wow. So, nice. Yeah, he's back. College football's back. NFL's right around the corner. We're here, guys. Finally made it. Yes, 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 yes. yes. So, with that, uh, I thank you guys for joining us, and we will talk to you next week. Peace. Peace.